0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter, a hairstylist-adjacent podcast where each week two friends who happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden, joined by my lovely co-host,
1: Anna Schrader, and today we are going to talk about communication part two, how to talk to your hairdresser.
0: I'm really excited about this episode.
1: <laughs> Last week we talked a lot about how as hairdressers, how we can communicate with our clients. And today we're going to be talking about how the client can communicate with us. So this is not only for hairdressers but literally anyone who steps foot into a salon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to give you some just some tips and tricks on how to ask for exactly what you want when you may not have the words to ask those questions.
1: hmm Let's start with our bouquet, our roses and our thorns.
0: Oh, right. Hunter. Is it my turn? My turn to go first?
1: Go ahead. Yes, go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, all of my <laughs> roses and thorns happen to be planty things. Uh, so I am a plant dad, as many people know. Many people also do not know. And two of my plants... Uh, have flowered, and I think that's super cool because it's winter time, and what somehow kind of I plants? got them to flower. One, I don't know the technical name, but I know that its name is kind of problematic. Uh, so I think it's called a wandering dude among the plant community. It's a Trandescantia something another, but it has a little purple flower on it, and it's so cute and my thorn is that my kitty ate my new plant that i just bought oh yeah, no i know she didn't really eat it but she's just been nibbling at the leaves and so has
1: she been vomiting
0: no she'll be fine okay
1: it's i well,
0: it's-, it's not a toxic plant to okay. animals uh, i just she's just attracted to this one plant in particular for some reason but now all of the leaves have little kitty bite marks in them
1: oh you're going to have to move it
0: I did, Out I didn't reach. leave it today
1: <laughs> That's so hard
0: The thing oh. is, we have so many animals in our house That the house is truly set up for the animals And not us I love
1: that So there's, so there's really
0: right, right There's really uh, nowhere that is Inaccessible to Said kitty <laughs> I just have to I just have to be more vigilant
1: uh, Hunter says this as I have my cat wrapped around my neck <laughs> like a scarf.
0: <laughs> I've been trying not to laugh. <laughs> I'm he's gonna post it. Sir
1: he's like pounce. Sir Pounce is draped across my shoulders with his head on my sh- on my shoulder, and you can't hear it because I have my microphone, but he is snoring in my left ear, and I have a like an earbud in my right ear. So He's that's just a, the
0: most luxurious scarf you'll ever own.
1: Yeah, that's a really big rose that I'm experiencing right now,
0: right this very second. My
1: neck is so warm. <laughs> 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 oh, are, any more roses or thorns?
0: Oh my gosh, I hit a goal this week in at work. Yay! That, yes, that I've been really working hard to hit. So that was really exciting. Yeah.
1: Were you exhausted or did it energize you
0: oh i was definitely exhausted however it energized like as soon as i looked at the at my numbers at the end of the week i was like yes and i was ready to go i was like let's do it again
1: oh good for you that's awesome also i don't know if it was this week maybe it was last week you did something on your story that i loved on your instagram story you did like client one, and you said like a little like ditty about that person, and then client two, and I just thought it was so cute because it was like a day in a life of of Hunter and who of you what got I to was see doing. Yeah, yeah, I was inspired. It was fun.
0: Yeah.
1: I might do that this week. I thought that was really cute.
0: It was a it was a really easy day in the salon, and it was one of those where I, like I didn't have clients in between everyone, so it was really uh-huh. easy to post on social media that day, so I've been trying to be a lot better about posting stories.
1: Well, and I think so, you're doing a great job.
0: Thanks.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to try and do that this week. I thought it was really cute. <coughs> okay, so so for my roses and thorns, uh, a rose was we got this really cute neon light in our salon, and it says, live inspired, which is our, our tagline in our salon and I just love it we keep it on even when we close so when you leave the salon you can see it like shining through the window
0: oh I bet that looks so good
1: it does and it really has brought joy to my life when I walk into that salon
0: that's good
1: yeah yeah so that's that was a big rose for me I have had really a lot of delicious meals and it's been funny because you know how I told you guys that I'm gonna be packing my own lunches to work well a lot of my clients have been bringing me food a lot of them like almost every single day I had clients bring me food to work so oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so it was really funny it was like great because I have like backup meals in the refrigerator but now I also have double meals so not only was I getting lunch but also dinner so that was a huge Yeah. yeah that was so nice and I felt like this week, my clients, I learned so much. Like every single client, I learned something new. And my clientele was just really, I, I mean, it was a normal clientele. I had a few new clients, which is really exciting when I have a new client. But I just felt like I learned so much. So many right. interesting things that we'll, we can go into later. But Isn't um, it
0: cool how in our job you could know someone for years and years and just one day they'll just surprise you with a tidbit of information that you're like oh my goodness I never knew that
1: yeah like that's so so cool I think that's one reason I love our job is just getting to know people on that level and I do reflect on the fact that like I get to hang out with these people like four to six times or no every four to six weeks some of them and for sometimes hours at a time
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's really unique and they're random people from all walks of life different ages
0: different different careers
1: careers and I I feel like that's just such a unique wonderful part of our job and you have like these relationships that you really get to build upon
0: Mm -hmm. and I think it's really cool for whenever my the coolest thing that I've seen in our salon is because everyone has such a diverse clientele it's really cool to see every just generations of people sitting in the salon talking and sharing stories that we all get to hear and learn from every single day
1: yeah definitely and it's cool to see people grow up like I had a client come in, been doing her hair, been in the same salon for five years now since we've opened. And I cut her hair when she was in eighth grade. I first started cutting her hair and doing it and coloring it. And and so we did eighth grade banquets and then it was prom and, and then she was just, I saw her not too long ago and she was talking about like boy drama and and it occurred to me that she is in college. She's oh in college.
0: that so one hit it, deep.
1: It hit deep and I realized, wow, I started doing your hair before you were in high school. You went throughout high school and now you're in college, like all of these big life changes. and I just really it was it hit deep, but it also was such an honor to be there for her in those mm-hmm. big life changes and be like a steady, consistent person. I mean, so, some
0: people, their hairdresser is the longest relationship they've ever had.
1: Yeah, maybe outside of family.
0: <laughs> so it's, yeah.
1: It's such a privilege and an honor. And I I just had those, I was reflecting on those things. And sure, I will reflect on them many more times. But um, I also have to share a thorn because I just need to verbalize and mourn Oh. the fact that uh, the Packers lost.
0: Oh, they did. They sure did.
1: For everyone who doesn't know and those who do know should know that I am a huge Packer fan and it cut deep. We did so well this year and the game was just horrible. Like I, This is not about sports, but I just have to say I have never seen anyone block a punt. The 49ers yeah. blocked a punt and then ran it right in to get a touchdown. And that's how we lost. So
0: unbelievable. Go sports ball. Go sports ball. (laughs) Um, So I don't think that I knew that you were such a Packers fan. And I have a fun fact.
1: Please, please share.
0: Um, So my cousin, I played for the Packers several years ago. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll have to talk about this more later. We will. Yes. I'm still I just, in love with the Packers and even though that they lost this is very common for them to do they fold in playoffs and I just have to keep on reminding myself that it is just a game it's just a game it's mm-hmm. okay life goes on
0: it does it does but that is a that's a mighty thorn
1: mighty thorn it's a mighty thorn I just I can't believe I woke up the next morning thinking was it all a dream please let it be a dream <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it really—it was really that serious, huh? I'm
1: getting dramatic, <laughs> okay? Getting dramatic. But it was. I did think about it a lot on Sunday. Just—I do know the Titans on.
0: lost as well, and it—it it was devastating here in Tennessee for many people. So,
1: oh. well,
0: so I can anyways. I can sympathize with you. Do you
1: have a football team, Hunter? I do
0: not. I do not. I do not. I'm not a sports person. I don't think I... I don't think I've ever watched a sport from beginning to end. I played football, though. Did you? I did.
1: I sure did. Yeah.
0: I played for three years in middle school, uh, forced upon me. And in those three years, I played one play in a game. In that one play... I made the tackle of the person with the ball and I, and, but get this, get this, get this. This was my eighth grade year. Um, It was a great thing that I made the tackle, but they wanted someone else. They wanted the other Hunter to be on the field. So I got yelled at and put back on the bench. So I played one play in three years uh, by mistake but I made the tackle. So, you know, I Gosh. feel like my football career really, that was the peak of it. And I thought after that, you know, I wouldn't want to risk
1: on a good ruining note.
0: my reputation. Yeah. I wanted to end it on a good note.
1: <laughs> For you, Hunter. So proud. So proud. Oh, that is so amazing. I just, I've learned so much about you in the last 30 seconds. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I'll share a photo with you.
1: Yes, please do. And then put it on your story.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. I will.
1: That is so amazing. Okay, so you want to start it?
0: Let's start it. We are going to talk about how you can ask for certain things. Give you some hairdresser verbiage to ask us questions, to save some frustration on your end with Mm -hmm. us asking you multiple questions trying to pull out what you actually want so (laughs) something we hear a lot in the salon is just take off the ends
1: just take off the ends
0: just take off the ends The, the dead ends or what was it that people say to you Anna
1: well they'll say that but many times they'll just say whatever it needs to be healthy again Take right. off whatever what, it needs to be healthy again.
0: And here's the thing. I don't know if people know where that point is in their hair when they're looking at it.
1: And hair is all dead.
0: It is all dead. It's dead skin cells.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what I like <laughs> to do whenever someone says that is I'll take a contrasting sheet of paper or fabric and lay under their hair. And I'll show them where you start, where you stop seeing that contrasting piece of fabric or paper. So where I can stop seeing through your hair, that is where the dead ends have stopped Mm
1: -hmm. and your
0: hair is full and healthy. So that is where in my mind as a hairdresser, when someone asks, just take off or take off what needs to be taken off to make it healthy again. That's where so, my eyes go.
1: A better question would be then, instead of just the dead ends, a better question would be, can you show me how much you would need to take off in order to take the unhealthy ends off? hmm That would be a better question instead of just the dead ends. And then, because sometimes people aren't prepared to take off what needs to happen. And then if you do, then they'll be upset. So... It's-
0: would you agree too, though, for the hairdressers listening... If we're just cutting right after they ask for just the dead, mm-hmm. that would be a fault in communication almost. That
1: mm-hmm. just, yeah.
0: it kind of dung a bell, like rang a bell in my head.
1: That would be on us. So that would be going back to last week's conversation.
0: It sure would. Hunter,
1: would you say that there's a difference in split ends versus dry ends?
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. What are the I would what say differences us?
0: Dry ends just need nourishment. They need a mm-hmm. conditioning treatment or a steam treatment. With split ends, I like to think of split ends kind of like pantyhose. So... <laughs> just take of, them off? <laughs> 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 just take them off. Um, no, but when you get a run in your pantyhose, right? My grandma used to... Take fingernail polish and put on the run in the pantyhose to stop it from running. Mm-hmm. I kind of think of a haircut as that fingernail polish where you're cutting off the dead end so that it doesn't continue to split up the hair shaft.
1: That's a really good analogy. I love that.
0: Thank you. You can thank yeah. my grandmother. You can thank my thank grandmother you. for that one.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. That's a great analogy. I always like to say, okay, let's talk split ends versus dry ends, split ends mm-hmm. you can't fix. Dry ends, dry ends you, can. you can. And I'll usually turn them around, give them the mirror and show them, this is where your hair is splitting and this is where it's dry. Now, do you want me to, cause some people are like, just take care of the dry ends. I want it to be super healthy. And that's great. We yeah. could do, we could do that all, but just saying, make it healthy again sometimes there needs to be a little bit more of a conversation so a better thing to do say would be can you show me where the split ends are and show me where my hair is dry absolutely another thing is is everyone has a different inch literally everyone Mm -hmm. just take an inch off yeah
0: it's an inch Um to us will be the truth to me i have a comb with a measurement on it right mhm so i show that i see anna laughing because i think <laughs> that we have the same joke in our head so take it away anna i'm going to let you <laughs> no you I'm say it you roll with this <laughs> <laughs> you say it <laughs> you know if you have a male hairdresser and you ask for an inch uh men are typically a lot worse uh with their inches than women
1: the inch is gonna be a lot more
0: a lot more for a man (laughs) than a woman (laughs) but truly an inch to everyone it looks different so
1: it's always good to take out the comb and measure it out and be like okay this is an inch and usually people are surprised
0: yeah, they're like, oh, that's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just a half an inch. Maybe I just want a half an so, inch.
1: So bring in a tape measure next time you get your hair. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's getting way out of hand.
0: <laughs> oh. But yes, oh gosh, uh, just making sure if you're going to use inches, three inches can turn into one inch really quick. hmm In all seriousness. So another going back to the hairdresser just communicating that showing physically what that inch to three inches looks like Mm -hmm. and making sure that that's really what they want
1: right
0: communication part two baby
1: yeah and then as the client be decisive so if you say Mm -hmm. if you've already talked about it and the consultation was clear it's really hurtful for us when I mean It's not actually, it's just hard on us because it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you finish a haircut and then all of a sudden you say, oh, can we go shorter? And I understand, like, I definitely understand how that works because sometimes you don't understand until you see it. So like, I get it. We're not mad about it, but when it's a consistent thing and you always are like, oh, go shorter, go shorter. It's hard because then it's a whole nother haircut for us to do.
0: Yeah, it's almost like you want to charge for two haircuts at that point.
1: Right. And then let's just be real. (laughs) By that time, your time is up and there's someone waiting in the front for you already. And now you have to redo a whole haircut in like five minutes versus 15 minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. It's guaranteed to not look good.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be as precise as the first cut where Mm -hmm. we sectioned it all out and texturized the ends while we were cutting. And so just be a little bit decisive. And I mean, that, that is communication on both sides. Sometimes we need to say, and now are you sure you don't want to go shorter or Mm -hmm. say, you know what? Last time I remember you wanted to go shorter. Do you want to just start off by taking off the three inches versus the one?
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you have to redo a haircut completely like that, when I, and I said it's guaranteed not to be good. When I say that, it, it can be okay. However, like Anna said, there's now five minutes until my next guest needs to be sitting in my chair. But I need to take probably 30 minutes to do this from start to finish properly again.
1: Right.
0: So it's not only frustrating for us but it's frustrating for the person waiting behind and then subsequently every person behind that person mm-hmm. because when you get behind in the salon even 15 minutes
1: there goes your lunch break
0: yeah or any chance of anything for the rest of mm-hmm. the day
1: yeah and that's like that's just part of the job so we're not mad about it it's just no um, let's see the other one. Uh fringe. What or bang. bang tra- fringe f- Yeah, bang. I also realized that in the south people call them banes. They dropped the G. Banes.
0: Oh yeah, Banes. Yeah, Banes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first couple times I heard that I was like Banes. I don't think it's necessarily
0: that the G gets dropped. We, down here in the South, we just got a lazy tongue sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's like we drop syllables and sometimes the sound of the letter just is not important.
1: Okay, because when I hear Bane, I think the evil villain on Batman.
0: Right, I think it may just be that lazy tongue slipping off the g, but it's there and we know mm-hmm. it's there.
1: Mhm. And if you ever hear us saying fringe, it's just another word for bangs. But basically mm-hmm. what the fringe or bangs includes for all of you non-hairdressers is basically everything in front of the ears. If you were to draw a yeah. line from the front of your ears, all the way up to the top it's like the first like the first like two inches inch, of your hairline back two
0: inch and a half yeah. yeah
1: and that would be so when you come in for a bang trim that's what mm, we're gonna focus on Absolutely. and if you ask us to go into the layering we're gonna say uh, that's a haircut for a haircut yeah
0: <laughs> it's uh we actually just had this conversation at our monthly meeting at the salon, what the meaning of a maintenance cut. We cu- uh, We don't call it a bang trim or a fringe trim. We call it maintenance cut. Hmm. Because it just, it's so that it encompasses the like neckline of pixies. Oh. You know, trimming off the little hairs that follow okay. down, things like that. That's nice. Just to make it a little more gender neutral, I guess.
1: Or you could just say line up. Yeah. Ours is bang trim and slash lineup.
0: Yeah, we just have one word for it. So, mm-hmm. the meaning of a maintenance cut, because nine times out of 10, your stylist isn't going to charge you for a bang trim or a maintenance of your haircut. So, just mm-hmm. to be considerate that that is how we get paid. So, if you want a bang trim, make sure you want just a bang trim.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You brought something up interesting earlier when we were talking about fades.
1: Yeah. So in the barbering world and I'm I don't have my barbering license, but in Michigan or in Wisconsin I live right on the border of Michigan, Wisconsin. So Wisconsin it's kind of included in cosmetology. Um, a fade means down to skin. So that is without without any kind of guard on your clippers. So when you come in and say, and we all know like people misuse this, but a fade technically means like down to skin zero. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you want it to fade into anything else, it's like zero to something. So you could say a fade graduated to a one or a two, but anything that where you have a guard is technically a graduation haircut. Mm -hmm. If you want to get real fancy, you could say, I would like you to start with maybe a three being the longest and a one being the shortest. So a one graduated to a three would be Mm -hmm. technical terms.
0: Right. For our our 28% of men that are listening to this podcast, (laughs) if you don't want skin on the bottom, you do not want to fade.
1: Again, it would be a really bad hairdresser to not question that. So Mm. it's on us to question. So, but yeah, I think it's interesting. To clarify, yeah.
0: Communication.
1: Yeah. What about a blunt cut? What does that mean? When we say blunt cut.
0: So a blunt cut means all zero degree elevation ending with a blunt cut, meaning no layering.
1: There you go. No layering. Or some people would refer to it as a solid haircut.
0: Yes. A solid haircut. Uh, Blunt cuts are seen a lot on Instagram. I see it advertising like keratin treatments or like the silky Mm -hmm. hair where people put the comb behind the hair and like make it look like waves.
1: Yeah, and it's it's going to look really smooth and you're not going to see a whole lot of activation of the ends and it's sleek. a great cut. Yeah, it's a great cut if you want that really long, like sleek, shiny mm-hmm. cut. It's going, be it's,
0: it's going to, all of the weight is going to rest at the bottom. So think Kim Kardashian. When her hair's long, it's in a blunt cut. Even whenever she has that bob wig that she wears sometimes, it's a blunt cut, meaning all the weight lays on the ends of the hair. It's really mm-hmm. smooth all the way down.
1: Yeah. So it's going to look like a line on the bottom.
0: Mm-hmm. And then how about when someone asks for a certain number of layers?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing this up, Hunter.
0: I don't know why it just popped into my head I was just like oh people ask for this this is I think this is it this
1: is it it's not asked for as much as it used to be but I do remember when I was a little girl I remember asking could I just have like maybe one or two layers and Mm -hmm. when you're when they're saying that it just means that they want their hair to look like have a bunch of different weight lines in it and you don't want that Let me just tell you as a hairstylist, you do not want weight lines in your hair unless it's very intentional and you're doing something like avant-garde. Or
0: like a graduated bob.
1: Right. So (laughs) you really don't want to say I want one or two layers in the hair. Right. But what would be a better way to phrase that for someone?
0: If someone is wanting to see different levels of layering in their hair, maybe,
1: maybe a good question would be: Where would you like to see volume in your hair?
0: Right. I was trying to. That caught me a little off guard. At how would I? How would I respond to that?
1: Good. We're practicing.
0: Yes. Uh, so, if someone asked me for multiple layers, I would ask: Is it because you want these focal points? Hmm. Because whenever I look at a haircut that has a lot of layers like that, think of like the wolf cut or the modern shag with the curtain bang, where there's less layering in the back of the hair, but in more towards the face. Mm -hmm. I see solid focal points that accentuate different parts of the face. So I'm asked, I always ask, are you seeing these focal points? And that's what you mean by layers of hair. And Mm -hmm. if that's what they say and they want the explanation of how layers work, I will give them the explanation. But I would know, okay, they're looking for these focal points. They want it here at the eyebrow. They want it at the cheekbone. They want it at the jawline, and then they want another at their collarbone.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, too. But, um, and also a good one would be, like, where would you, do you have an idea of where you want your layers to start? Like, would you like it to... to start, like, at your cheekbones and then kind of feather away? Or in the back of your head, do you want it to start, like, do you want to have a lot of volume in the crown? Mm-hmm. And then you would know how to angle your layers. Or do you want to see a lot of fullness towards the ends? Are do you, you have feeling a lot like, of people
0: that ask for feathering? Like, will you feather my hair back?
1: I, have, I do have a couple of clients who will ask it to be feathered. And they're um, kind of o- uh, older clientele. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say the same thing. So for younger hairdressers, maybe just getting out of school, not learning, what a fe what feathering means right I just heard you say feather and it made Bad me hair. think I it made me think of that because I have a lot of clients that ask for their hair to be feathered
1: right I would just love to like pull out a whole bin of feathers and
0: just, like, <laughs> just go to, to town to
1: their hair you said you want it <laughs> <laughs>
0: You wanted it feathered. I put feathers in it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, this is why
1: this this podcast is funny and we had fun talking about it because like if we took what everyone said literally, oh my gosh, it'd be so funny.
0: <laughs> I've seen a bunch of memes where it's like when they ask for two layers and it's just chop, chop.
1: Right? Oh, or that just like a legit straight up Christmas tree yes oh oh my favorite thing is when people sit down and they say my hair is just laying there it just lays there
0: it just lays there just (laughs) lays flat well do you blow dry it
1: right I'm like what do you want it to do do you want it to get up and dance for you do you want it to like (laughs) start a kick line what do you want your hair to do
0: (laughs) little music city rockets radio city rockets
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> rock cats are amazing. I love them.
0: We are beauticians, not magicians.
1: Yes. Go ahead. Another
0: one that you said was balayage. Bailiage? Balayage, balayage, balayage,
1: ba- biolage, biolage.
0: <laughs> how how do we say this word, Anna?
1: Ba. Balayage. Li- li- Balayage. Luchidla. Balayage. <laughs> <Bellyage>. <laughs> Again, so many good memes made out of this. And I get it. Like, I remember when I first saw the word, I like sent a message to my boss and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this looks like such a fun technique. Mm hmm. So,
0: <laughs> it kind
1: of ex- came, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say the balayage in in the states piggybacked off of the ombre trend so it's yes. ombre which was basically like you went from dark to light in one line there was no blending <laughs> <laughs>
0: right we tried to blend it we tried
1: there's we just tried no to make hope. it
0: blendy right and then, but then balayage came along
1: mm-hmm which is our saving grace and it's been yes. trending for a very very long time and we are not mad about it.
0: I don't think it'll ever go away.
1: No, and the fact that it's a low maintenance option. It can be it can be a high maintenance option, but traditionally balayage was was correct me if i'm wrong but it was originated in France, right? Yes.
0: Balayage. So the definition of balayage is to sweep
1: to sweep and it's it's actually referring to the motion of applying color.
0: Right. And so the word balayage is a technique used with hair.
1: Yes. And I think people when they say I want a balayage, they're not asking for a technique cuz in France, if you're applying hair like a t- like a traditional balayage, you're applying it and it's an open air process, you're only going to get maybe one to two levels of lift. Now, for those of you who don't know what a level is, say, let's go from a dark chocolate to a milk chocolate. That's going to be about two levels of lift. And so, but balayage has morphed into, now all of a sudden you're going from a dark chocolate to to a a white chocolate. And you can't get that with the technique of original technique so it has morphed into to fit different trends so it's it's not as natural as it was but you're gonna see a lot more drastic um color changes in the hair and you get that way by using um a foil which we call as a foilage. thank you george aldorati
0: yes george
1: Yes, he is the king of foliage and um, we're just going to plug. You should take his class, foliage class. It's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. He also has combs available on georgealdoretti.com. They're the coolest combs. They're retractable pintail combs.
1: Yeah, they're like little switchblades.
0: Yeah, and they're super sturdy, and they're really great. Like, the teasing one, I like it better than all of my other teasing combs that I use for color. It's so easy mm-hmm. to clean. It's really, like I said, sturdy. So, like, it's really good to travel with. I love Mm -hmm. them. I love them. That's georgealdoretti.com.
1: Yeah, I love putting it in in my pocket because... what Did I just say... I love putting it in my pocket. Did I just say that? I love putting it in my pocket or in my purse, and it's not going to poke a hole in it because you can close the foil film. Yeah. Yeah. But as you can pick up from what we're talking, there are so many different techniques in balayage. So to just say, I want balayage... You have to come in with some pictures and give us some specifics because balayage has morphed into a million different things from when it first came mm. out. In balayage
0: is meant to be a subtle look. It's mm-hmm. that sombre. Basically,
1: yeah. Which means what the sun does to your hair. Like mm-hmm. it's balayage is basically just supposed to mimic a long vacation on the beach.
0: I, absolutely. That's a good way to put that.
1: Fun fact about the balayage, it actually dates back to the 1970s. So Really? The, yeah. The French, I just looked that up. The French have been doing this for a very, very long time. And then I want to say it moved to like Brazil and they became like superheroes of the balayage. And now as Americans, we've taken it and done like more of the foliage technique so we can actually get like a full... Like, eight levels of lift with the hair.
0: Right. That is yeah. very interesting. I did not know that they've been doing it for so long and it took us this long to catch up.
1: <laughs>
0: We're so far behind.
1: Yes. We used to call it, in school, we used to call it surface painting.
0: Yes. I We did learn surface painting yeah. in school. But again,
1: different because surface painting means that it's going to just sit on top of the section and not saturate to the end. Mm-hmm. So... That's another thing with balayage, it's so fun because you're working with saturation and there are some areas where you don't want to fully saturate and then towards the, you know, in some of the areas like the ends, you want to do full saturation. It's mm-hmm. just so fun. I love the traditional way of painting the hair.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. It's, I, and it's so awesome that you can control, with balayage, this is what I like, you can control the end result based on like the amount of pressure you apply on the brush or the amount of product that's on the hair if you get it consistently even and get that fade with your lightener it's guaranteed to give you that melted color look at the end which is really cool
1: yes yes
0: so one last thing that we wanted to talk about is virgin hair What does virgin hair mean?
1: Virgin hair means untouched by color.
0: (laughs) Or chemical, Mm -hmm. period.
1: Or any kind of chemical. Yes. It's raw from the scalp, untouched, pure.
0: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the color rinses at Sally's or the fun color conditioners you got for 4th of July... Eh. those, (laughs) those, those count, those count. They're still in there somewhere. Somehow they are still in there.
1: I was making that noise just to say it like negates you from having (laughs) broken hair.
0: (laughs) Yes, it does. It does. And I think it's hilarious when people say, oh, this is my natural hair color. But there's clearly a line of demarcation. no words no words yeah,
1: I know I'm like but what is this line what was this
0: you're lying sweetie you were
1: sleeping <laughs> <laughs> oh, although I will say that there is a very interesting thing that happens when um women are pregnant they do get like a weird line of demarcation in their hair If and it Typically, only I mean, I've only experienced it with blondes, natural blondes, like yes. level seven and up. But it is your hair gets darker when you're pregnant, and then after you have a baby, it goes back to it get lighter. Bulb. So that's the only time where we're going to see a line. When we say line of demarcation, we do not mean like that historical line. What was it from France and Spain that the Pope made? what is that history lesson I don't remember I'm having we're oh, not I have referring no to idea. that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a line of demarcation somewhere in history I remember learning but a line of demarcation means from your natural to color mm-hmm. so that's another verbiage you're going to hear us use the line of demarcation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, we're not talking history we're talking hair still
0: Yes, absolutely. I have something that actually just popped in my mind whenever we talked about when you just talked about a line of demarcation. So we see it all the time that guests come into the salon asking to be their natural gray and what they're not, they may not know is how long that may take. Right, right. We may not get that even today in this one visit. Say you're scheduled for your normal highlight. If I only have two hours booked with you, this is this may take six, seven, eight hours, and Plus, then a- appointments after that. And yeah. that goes for many things, right? When you want to go from dark chocolate or even milk chocolate. To white chocolate. That is a it's a lot of steps. Yeah. And, and then
1: and they also need to realize the maintenance that's gonna come along with that because even if you get it to white, it's still going to fade back to yellow.
0: Absolutely. So you have to be using your silver savior. I think that we have said purple shampoo in every episode.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I think that we have talked about purple shampoo in every episode. but
1: it's, Now the game is going to be, where does it show up next? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so just, just know if you have dark hair, whether your hair is naturally dark or it is artificially tinted to be dark, and you want to be more than three levels lighter than you are, that is going to be considered more of a color correction Mm
1: -hmm.
0: than just a typical appointment
1: and um what hunter means by color correction is that there's going to be excess steps you can't just do it in one step there's going to be a couple steps that we are going to have to take and you as a client you're probably going to have to take at home as well (laughs) i think that i think um so a good way to communicate with us as hairdressers instead of saying, I want to be white or I want to have, I want to be gray or I want to be platinum. Instead of sitting down and stating what you want, yes, maybe stay what you want and then ask, what is it going to take to get me there?
0: there and we being go.
1: open to the fact that it might not just be a one-stop shop. It might be, okay, I never like to tell clients no. I always say- never. I always say, well, let me tell you what it's going to take to get you there. Be very realistic and also talk about cost, too, because sometimes people don't want to come into the salon that much or they don't have the funds to sustain that. And um, if they're going to be in it for the long haul, then they need to know what it's going to cost and what that's going to look like. Absolutely. So it just goes back to communication and um, realize that it is There's a lot that goes into it. We deal with hair every single day. We know the texture of hair. We understand. We can pretty much predict what's going to happen. If we know your color history, we can predict what's going to happen. So just ask us. And if you Mm -hmm. don't believe us, you can always ask for a test strand. And then we can show you and say, you know what? If we do this, your hair is going to fall off. (laughs) And so um, let me show you. We should make a TikTok that TikTok that goes let me show you. You know?
0: <laughs> I don't know that I know that trend. You'll have to send one to me.
1: Oh my gosh, okay. I will. But then you can go take that piece of hair that's already been bleached three times and then bleach it again and it'll fall apart like cotton. Literally like cotton.
0: It will. So that's and here's one here's something that I them. like to explain to explain to people. And a lot of people have a misconception because I think it's almost like a mandala effect for hairdressers some of us remember in hair school being told that the cuticle can be shut like a door like a door and here's the thing the cuticle is not a door so think of when you bleach hair you're slamming the door open right when you color hair you're opening the door And when you do a semi demi permanent hair color, you're knocking before you open, right? And the more times you slam a door open, the more deteriorated. Yeah. So that's what we mean by your hair's going to fall off. The cuticle has been open so far that it can't open anymore and it falls right off. So I think we're getting a little loopy. This is our, the, latest, the latest podcast we've ever recorded.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, we decided that we wanted to make it a little more fun at the end of our episodes and add a new segment. And since this was your idea, Anna, I want you to take it away.
1: Okay. All right. So we are going to say truth or lie. Okay. so um, I'm going to either tell you a hair truth or a myth and you have to tell me or guess and we're just going to talk it out
0: okay I'm ready
1: okay so cold water adds lots of shine to the hair
0: and I'm trying to guess if this is a myth or a truth yes Okay. does
1: cold water make your hair shiny
0: I, no I don't think so
1: you're correct. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: There is some people who are convinced that washing your hair every single day with cold water will make your hair shinier.
0: Yes. I have clients that ask me to rinse their hair in cold water when I shampoo.
1: <laughs> I do too. And it's so funny. And I always say there's no scientific facts that cold water will make your hair shiny.
0: But I'll do it if you want. <laughs> well, Anna... This is our fourth episode. How do you feel about it?
1: Good, good. Yeah, fun. I look forward to seeing you every single week. I'm like, oh, winter time. I know
0: it's been it's been great, but uh, I think we've got we're a little loopy. We've got what we need for today.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: we're so thankful for all of you
1: guys who are. Yeah, my closing remark is we're so thankful for all of you guys who are listening and following us on this journey and being a part of it and we would love if you guys like had anything to add to what we talked about today or if you've ever heard hairdressers talk and you felt confused like message us let us know if you have any like myths that you want us to bust or if you have questions send those in too we want to hear from you guys
0: it we were just talking before we started and I know that we keep rambling and We're trying to figure out this podcasting our podcasting style and we but we were just talking about how cool it is that our real life people are listening right now
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so it doesn't feel like we have to be super informal right now uh when we say this but seriously thank you guys for listening
1: yeah thank you so fun hunter what's the best way if someone wants to ask a question would it be it would be to dm the instagram right
0: I would say the best way if you want a question answered is to comment on our social media. And the reason for that, since it is all of our closest friends and families listening right now is because that boosts our algorithm on social media and lets other people see our podcast. And for that less than 1% of you in South Africa that are listening right now uh, I want to know your name can I be your friend how did you hear about us
1: yes we want to know you
0: <laughs> yeah uh, we thought that it was so cool we have Turkey which is my sister. Anna's sister Yeah, and then someone in South Africa that is listening to our podcast so thank everyone for listening to another episode of Break Room Banter And I think for now, that's it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am at hairxhunter. Our podcast has an Instagram at Pod, And our lovely Anna's Instagram is...
1: Anna.shr8hair.
0: And until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.